0: Bonjour. sure. What do a stolen diamond? 86 carats. A four fingered gambler. Whoops. A thug named bullet tooth. Should I call you a bullet, a tooth? You can call me Susan if it makes you happy. And this guy. Who are you? That's your maxillin. You what? Have in common? I would have thought that was obvious. <laughs> you won't know until you sneak a peek at Snatch. Five
1: choices, size Did you understand a single word of what did you just said? Rated R. Where well, laughter was
0: king on the edge of space. Moody speed! Go! We get together, have a few laughs. Masters
2: of the Universe!
0: Hi. Welcome to the Cinemasters and the Universe podcast. It's me, Jason Statham. And I want you to be ready, because the rest of the entire episode... I'm going to be talking about this, because this is how everyone talks in the movie Snatch from 2000. Joining me is me mate, man who would never, ever, ever think of taking the cream from my twin, Just Adam Peterson.
1: You can call me Susan if it makes you happy.
0: I'm, I'm dead serious. This is exactly how we're going to be talking throughout the entire rest of the year. No, no, that, that doesn't even work because with Statham, it, it can only be a few words. There's, it, a, yeah, there's exactly a rhythm. Got a few words at a time. You got, you got to pack all your meaning into just a few My name's words. My Turkish. Funny yeah. name, funny an but I don't know. Every, every bit of dialogue is delivered just like this. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Snatch from 2000. This may be the most... I mean, this movie is 2000 as fuck. I'm just going to say. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Holy crap. There's no more 2000 than Snatch from... Uh, than, than this thing. I mean, w- watching this movie... Okay, so that, what what a Napoleon Dynamite, uh, Spaceballs, and Donnie Darko have in common? They're all movies we love, right? Outside Ones of that, can- absolutely nothing. And to, to cap off this whole this whole month of February that we're doing uh, with movies that we love, uh, we're doing your second pick, Snatch, from 2000. And I'm more than happy to hand over the keys to the podcast mobile because <laughs> <laughs> I, this is the first time I've seen Snatch. So it's sort of like a, a what, you haven't seen that? Sort of episode baked into our uh, four out of four episodes of this series of movies we love. Uh, I, I've I have many 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 friends who've talked about this movie ad nauseum, especially like when it first came out. Like I remember people talking about Snatch, friends of mine, all the time. Just like I love this movie, I love this movie, and they would quote it as if I was in on it automatically, you know, because they know my movie tastes. Surely Ron loves Guy Ritchie, oh, yeah, gangster heist to. movies. He has to, right? It's just a given. But I just had never gotten around to seeing this movie, and. I've seen lots of clips of it, you know. I've seen good portions of the movie, either just from, you know, seeing them on the internet or just you talking about this movie in previous episodes. Oh, yeah. I would collect, you know, just collecting scenes and bits of dialogue from Snatch because you brought it up a couple of times. But, you know, it, it somehow escaped me. I've watched it for the first time in its entirety and uh, you know, I messaged you offline. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know. Do I? Am I kind of lukewarm on snatch? <laughs> Do I like snatch? Because that was the joke, right? We love snatch. We love snatch, <laughs> absolutely. And you know, this, I, I'm not sure. I like it. I like it. I, I'm. I think I firmly am on the side of liking it, but. I don't love it. I'm not the biggest Guy Ritchie fan, and I but I do like Jason Statham in a lot of these movies where he's played with uh, sort of comedic flair. Oh um, yes, I loved him in the Jenny McCarthy movie Spy. That was great. he oh, was brilliant in that. <laughs> he was great in that, and uh, I, liked, uh, I liked I liked I liked him in the in, you know uh, what was the movie The Expendables. He was pretty good in those. I like him, and I like him a lot when he has there's a little bit of humor there, but. What I mean, what is Jason Statham in this movie? I don't know. I, I really enjoyed him in this, and he's like the only character, but he is sort of like the narrator to this movie. Yes,
1: he is a narrator, but I, and he, he's I, I a boxing I'll, promoter.
0: Yeah, yes, he's a boxing promoter. He has, you know, he has his assistant, Tommy. Uh, I, I love. I love that guy. I don't know exactly what his name is, but I feel like I've seen him in other things. And he's really, he's a good physical comedian. He's, you know, and played against Jason Statham. I mean, if you take a, someone who has a really strong comedic sensibility and you pair it with Statham and it's done just right. It's great. Maybe this guy's not as good as Jenny, um, uh, G, not Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy is hilarious. He's not as
1: good as Jenny McCarthy, no.
0: Not hardly. <laughs> I always, God, I hate, I hate when I get them mixed up. And I know it's well, because they are they related. Are related. So they're they're related. The same family tree. But they're in, they're, they have, I mean. Uh, it's just a just different just, first name. That's they're what. a bit different. They're a little different. <laughs> they're not twins. That's all I'm saying. They're just a little different. So anyway, I'm going to hand this over to you. you. You conduct this podcast in any way you like. I'm just coming along as not this. I'm not like the person who's just seen it as many times as you, if not more or less, uh, but you know, a big fan. This is, I'm, I'm coming at it from like, I'm still not even sure I like it. That's sort of my perspective.
1: So well, you drag think, me along. I think the thing is, I think you've made the point here early on in the podcast <clears throat> that this movie is extremely 2000. Like, mm. it represents the year, the time frame, all that. It's spot on for that. And like with a lot of movies, especially when we do the, uh, you know, what you've not seen that, you know, it's one of those things where a lot of those movies, if people go back and revisit them, um, sometimes it's a, it's a lot harder to than they think. You know, oh, I love that movie. Oh, I watched it a ton when I was a kid. You know, and there's a part where if you don't watch a movie – in that time frame, and develop kind of the nostalgia that grows naturally out of the point in your life when you're watching it. You know, 2000, I was uh, about to graduate high school in 2001. I was working at Blockbuster. This was a movie, I mean, I, I took it home before it came out on uh, in the in the store and I watched it and I watched it and I watched it. And when it came out uh, on DVD, I bought it. And I just, I think the first month I owned it, I watched it like 27 times. I mean, just every day it was like, i got to watch Snatch again. And it was just, there was, because <clears throat> I saw this before I saw Lock, Sock and Two Smoking Barrels, which is the one that put Guy Ritchie on the map. People saw that and they're like, oh my goodness, we've got, you know, let's,
0: this guy's got to make that had Benicio del <clears throat> That had Bill Nils, Benicio Del Toro in it, right? Uh, by the way, by the way, I'm carrying on with this bit as if it's not a bit. I'm not even going to oh, acknowledge this your is, accent. Yeah. What no, accent? I don't, I don't even hear it. Don't even
1: hear it, mate. It's just, you know, we're just having a chat. That's all we're doing. Um, and this is totally normal if anything, for me.
0: If anything, doesn't it feel nice to finally let your real accent out there? Oh, You've been-
1: absolutely.
0: You've been I mean, you've been you've been sludging around with this fake American oh I've been a like,
1: Yankee for years and it's just a nightmare <laughs> really I mean to be able to be myself in my own skin it just feels good you know it feels good to be me for once Well, on this is how I
0: always hear you so it's a relief to me as well yeah. hearing you talk this way on you know because for me it's so jarring like you talk like this all day long and then yeah. we you know we start to record and for some reason you, you put on switch it as, over. Yeah, and Look, no I'm one you Look, I'm playing <laughs> a character.
1: I'm some American who's doing a podcast. I love movies. Uh, well, no, the films, okay? No. Nope. We go to the cinema for films. You know, you know, I'll go to the movies to see a movie. No, it's go yeah. to the cinema to see a film. Yeah. That's what you do. A motion picture is what a you usually A motion picture, say. yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, just how that. you do it. <laughs> Well, I think I think that really is the phenomenon because I've you know there are a number of movies that I've watched as an adult that you know just slip past me. I mean, uh, the primer example I always go to is Top Gun. I didn't watch Top Gun when I was a, when I was a boy. I watched it, you know, just I don't know f- a few years ago, and I enjoy the movie. I mean, it was it was fun, it was good, but I don't have right. that nostalgia of watching it over and over and over with with friends or as a kid. It's and, oh, it's yeah. very it's very mid eighties. It's yeah. stuck in yeah, the mid eighties. So. That, that because this, I mean, the, the I think the pinnacle of the British gangster movies was probably in the early 2000s. I mean, like the late 90s when you had Lockstock people sort of really got curious about it. Then you had Snatch and you've had, because uh, uh, one of the things, and I'll go ahead and jump to it, because it was one of the things that I didn't appreciate until many years later is that uh, Matthew Vaughn was a producer on this movie and Matthew Vaughn and Guy Ritchie were very good friends. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I saw his name in the credits at the beginning, and I was like, like, the Batman Matthew Vaughn? <laughs> no, uh, no, it's not the same guy. It's not the same guy. It's the, th- the, k- the three, uh, the Kingsman, right?
1: Yeah, he did the Kingsman. He did Kick-Ass, yeah, uh, did go. Layer Cake. So he's, um, but he's got, you know, it's one of those things when you see his movies and you see Guy Ritchie's movies, especially mm. when you watch things, when you watch Snatch, um, and it's been a while since I've watched Lock, Stock. Uh Stock. Uh, it's a good movie, but I just prefer Snatch. And so when you watch Snatch, you can see where there's overlap. I mean, clearly Guy Ritchie directed the movie, but you can see where in Matthew Vaughn's films later down the road, you can see where there's definitely influence on how he Hmm. directs movies and the kinds of things he does with uh, cameras and and pacing and things like that. So there's definitely influence. And um, they really, I mean, they did those two and then they did swept away and that's really where their friendship... So you're
0: um, saying if you're watching this movie, you might actually be more of a Matthew Vaughn fan than a Guy Ritchie fan. If this you, you is what be. you identify with most in well, the Guy there's, Because there's
1: there's definitely I mean like when you go through Guy Ritchie's you know, his his filmography and you've you've got movies in there. You uh, know what
0: my favorite Guy Ritchie movie is, honestly? If you this say Aladdin, no I'm
1: probably gonna be done with this podcast <laughs> and I'll just quit out and walk away.
0: <laughs> Never mind. <laughs>
1: I mean, I would accept swept away before I'd accept Aladdin. Like, oh, I bloody love swept away Madonna as a tour de force. No. Never mind. Don't forget I said <laughs> anything. <laughs> no, piece of garbage. I've still not seen it. I have no plans to.
0: Oh. I'm sorry. I just can't do that. It's, not, it's not right. It's not ah. right. You're just, no. you're just digging in like an old tick now. All I'm an old
1: man. <coughs> I'm, I'm a Walt Kowalski from Gran Torino. That's who I am now. Oh, and I God. just, no, i refuse. That's, I was in Korea.
0: That is the picture of just, me. you know, cantankerous old man. That's exactly. He nailed it
1: perfectly. <laughs> uh, Who knew? But when, see, so when he did, when Guy Ritchie did Lockstock, Sting was in that movie. And Sting was the one that introduced Guy Ritchie to Madonna. So Sting, uh, you know, is responsible for that whole travesty the madonna
0: and, the madonna uh, era mm.
1: yeah i mean from 2000 to 2008 madonna and guy Ritchie were married and in that time he made the movie swept away which is what ended i mean i don't know if it was just that it was such a horrible
0: piece of shit movie that that's why matthew Bond i haven't seen leave. i haven't seen a madonna movie since league of their own league of yeah league of their own i guess is the last madonna movie
1: desperately seeking
0: susan Oh, I love Who's That Girl? That's an 80s movie. That's, that I mean, I that's I could a great watch. movie. But, Swept Away. <laughs> Griffin Tunn, no. come on. Swept <laughs> Away is a piece of shit. Don't see this Swept Away. It's a piece of away. shit. Okay. Let's call it's it a piece of rubbish. shit. a piece yeah. of shit.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, no, I mean, rubbish, it was, rubbish, of course. I mean, I, believe, I don't remember how many of those uh, Raspberry Awards it won, but it won a number of them yeah. for being a yeah. absolute piece of shit. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I mean, God, Richie, you know, for a number of years, I mean, he did, I mean, he did, uh, the Sherlock movies with uh, Iron Man, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, R- R- those. Yeah, yeah, those were um, movies. Those were commercial successes, did well. Uh, and people, despite reason or logic, seemed to enjoy the Aladdin movie. I don't know why. <laughs> um, it's perhaps some sort of witchcraft or, you know, drug use. I don't know. Um, mm. But I, I was... Because I, I was to pe- see all this. This hate, this genie hate. Well, it, that was one of the things that was so difficult for me. Is like, I love Guy Ritchie movies. I mean, they're, they're some of my favorites. But uh, like, even he did uh, Wrath of Man a couple of years ago with Jason Statham. I was like, oh, because it was the first time they'd done a movie together in quite some time, and I was really, really eager to see it. So I went and saw it in theaters, and I was, I was disappointed in what I got because what you see in the trailers – is not necessarily the movie that you watch in, in the theatre. Um, and I, I've, I've watched it since. I own it because it's Guy Ritchie and it's Jason Statham, so I bought it. But it, I mean, it's just, it's still... And I, I think what I figured the problem was, is the movies where Guy Ritchie writes and directs, not just directs the movie. If he's the one that helms the story, as well as the direction of the film, then i think it does that's where to me he just absolutely shines he does the best um because he kind of i mean like when he did the gentleman uh a couple of years ago uh I, I was i was like oh this is finally this is the this is the guy richie that i've been missing this is the guy richie that you yeah
0: know, the, i thought you oh. uh, i thought you said you liked that movie
1: oh i love the gentleman it's absolutely brilliant oh, okay. and oh, okay, okay, okay yeah oh no that's i mean that was one of my favorite movies of uh I think it was 2019 is when it came out, maybe 2020. I can't remember. Well, usually you um, say
0: of the season, of the season. It was, it was the
1: absolute <laughs> best, best film of the season. Um, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it was no, it was brilliant. I've watched it so many times. A uh, number of people uh, that I've introduced it to, they're like, "Oh, that was a really good movie." I was like, oh, "You know, yeah. I mean, you should go back. You should watch uh, Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels because it equally okay. is good." okay so so the gentleman is in that ill oh yeah the gentleman absolutely because it's the same like he's got um because in this movie and i'll i'll um i'll jump into the cast here in just a minute he's he's got you've got some people that haven't quite been discovered yet and then you've got a couple people in the in the cast that uh people recognize um and because one of the biggest ones is uh, that people, especially in America, would recognize as Brad Pitt. Uh, mm. And he, he did I this. like this,
0: this time of Brad Pitt's career. He was really reaching for the weirdest fucking yeah. thing possible.
1: Because oh. this was coming off of Fight Club. I mean, he did this coming off of Fight Club because he was unsure okay. about it. Okay. Because yeah. he didn't want to be typecast in that. And you know, Mickey O'Neill, while he's got some very distinct differences from Tyler Durden, there's also some very distinct, distinct similarities in the in the two characters in so yeah. much as they both love to fight you know um, yeah. they're both very dirty people uh and so uh, but after after <laughs> I like Brad Pitt how, I like how you say dirty <laughs> very dirty people yes dirty he's <laughs> it's, it's a dirty i mean you've got you you know in when you're he's introduced to mickey O'Neill... You're introduced yeah. to Mickey O'Neill in the beginning of this movie. He's having a shit in between a truck and a caravan. <laughs> he's just hunched yeah. down in between two two cars, and he's just having a shit right there in the in the. And was, everyone's just about doing their business, and he's. Was like, oh, you know, and he he realizes that, uh, that Tommy and Gorgeous George are there uh, to deal in caravans, and he just, oh yeah, let's conduct business. I've just had a shit next to this car, and it's like, well, that's not normal. <laughs> You
0: know, if I'm right. going to go to a place and purchase one, he of was, these, he really was like a high point go. of the movie. I, I enjoyed all of his scenes a great deal, and hit him and his gypsy brothers. Or you know, like he, he had like a council. Oh, the Pykes! Yeah, pikeys. the Pykes. <laughs> the are the best. I love oh, all of the scenes of the Pykes. Um, but it th- this movie is a heist movie, and it has a very man. What a what a crazy diverse cast i mean yes absolutely you have you have uh what's his name farino i can always always forget his name yeah 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 so he he was the the lone i guess american representative of the movie avi uh uh so you got him you got you got the 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 gangster guys who were uh you know really Bad, really bad criminals. <laughs> I forget their names, but you know, like you, they had the getaway driver, the big guy. Oh
1: yeah, Vinny Saul, Victor. And, uh,
0: Victor, I think, was one of them. And yeah, uh,
1: Vinny and Saul. And
0: uh, I really loved. I really loved their story too. Tyrone. They here are these guys. Any any one of them uh, normally alone would be very consider. I would consider to be very capable guys. You know, they're oh yeah, they're not. They're 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 criminals, but they're not your stereotypical bumbling, dumb criminals. That just their their definition is the, what defines them is just their really bad luck. <laughs> really, the the they just, thing they they get themselves in these situations, and that's what keeps them down. Not that they're not capable guys. All of those
1: situations that they find themselves in are things that happened in real life cases that was how their characters were written so they were uh, really every time no yeah way. every time they come to a twist or a turn in their uh in their story it would be and something would happen that would oh you know when they get locked into the bookies you know that would be okay that happened in an actual crime that's different, how different different
0: different people though right just yeah
1: no no yeah it was they were okay. all real life stories that that uh guy oh, pulled from in order to sort of compose that, these characters i love that i yeah. love that I oh it's great that
0: little factory. that's pretty cool mm. and it, 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 it,
1: along those lines um with avi you've got frankie Fourfingers,
0: uh benicia del toro who he's doing something interesting like i'm not even sure where he's supposed to be from yeah i mean <laughs> you can't really pinpoint it's like i don't know the voice
1: that he's doing right. i don't know and you know and he's he because he's kind of playing a number of different characters really yeah you know you've got him at the beginning of the film when he's him and and his uh accomplices they're all dressed up like rabbis right right and they have got that whole thing going on and then later in the film you've got him you know talking to avi and you're like where's he from i mean clearly he's an associate of avi's but i don't think he's from america or he's not supposed right. to be
0: right so i don't know where he's from <laughs> <clears throat> no but i i do i do like i like benicio del toro he's one of those guys who just takes on weird odd characters uh I'm trying to think like oh sin city really weird odd guy oh yeah uh, of course he he played the uh, he he was in fear and loathing with johnny depp played the samoan uh, or Somali. i forget his like attorney or whatever like was he real was he not i don't know do you know what i'm talking about if you see oh yes
2: movie? <laughs>
1: okay, oh yeah okay. oh, no he's he he always <laughs> likes to play somebody who's a bit weird a bit off
0: you know, uh, yeah exactly
1: gravitate towards those and that's i think what Oh, really... and he's the
0: collector from the marvel
1: universe yes I mean, that's a very unorthodox fun. character um very he was in the sicario film uh he was in yeah the hunted which was interesting but he he always uh, and frankie Fourfingers is no different at all i mean that's a very <clears throat> a very unique character and it's I think one of the things is that I really love about the cast is you've got a very competent cast, and they but they they're very um, as hectic and as chaotic as the plot goes. Everybody has their cog in this machine, and they all have to play like they play just at the right. They all fit in at just the right angles and just the right ways. You know, he's because really nobody's in the movie all that much. I mean, like you've got main antagonists and protagonists. But mm-hmm. everybody's cut. Kind of, I mean, it's like just these little vignettes of what people yeah. are doing, and they all yeah, they I
0: mean, all interlace, and that's what uh, that's because the, when, the late nineties and early two thousands w- was. I mean, it's it. This movie was like a dime a dozen in that time period. There were lots of little movies of characters weave. It was the Quentin Tarantino effect, I guess. Just like yeah, we need uh, Reservoir we Dogs need to, was a
1: very big
0: inspiration on this. I can see that for sure. But you know, like there has to be a lot of characters, but they have to interact. It has to be one universe playing out one day, but just many levels happening at the same time. And if if it's done well, it's very entertaining. You you, you it is fun to see that they're all part of a larger world, and you're just getting like little slices of life. Um, but it, those movies were here and there and everywhere in that time. You, if you haven't seen one in a while, it is kind of jarring.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: It's like nobody can fucking focus in this movie. It's just bibbity bopping all over the place. That's a that's a term in, in, in the UK, right? Bibbity bopping all over the oh, place. Oh, yeah. Bibbity
1: bopping. Oh, that's all the time.
0: That's my homegirl, Mary Poppins. Bibbity bobbity boot. No, no, no. That's not Mary Poppins. That's, that's, one that's of actually the, that's... Cinderella.
1: <laughs> but, you know, six or one half a dozen of another. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I, I would say that Mary Poppins is the fourth uh fairy the fourth godmother yeah that's what i'm going for godmother <laughs> she's the unknown silent fourth fairy godmother
1: she was sort of like a uh a surrogate uh fairy yes. godmother to the actual yeah. fairy godmother she's like hey so when you get there and you see cinderella uh mm-hmm. i want you to sing this song it's called Bippity Boppity boo that's it's right like, Bippity bobbidi boo What what the fuck does that mean
0: they're like it's uh, like spoonful it. of sugar, but it's it's bippity boppity boo
1: She'll understand it, you know. You, you take a pumpkin, turn it into a carriage. A pumpkin into a carriage. What are you on? That makes no sense. Oh, oh yes, you turn just, mice into. They'll run the carriage. Seriously, yeah. are you well? Do you need to sit down for a moment? Are this you sounds mental? absolutely
0: mental. <laughs> yes. So I mean, no, that's. I know, love, just, I love that. I love that you're still out of character. This is great.
1: Yeah, I was, I mean, it, I mean, honestly, it feels so freeing. That's the best part. It feels so absolutely freeing to just be there, be out there, talking about British cinema. You know, oh, it's like the first so, time I've been able uh, to be me
0: in years. So, what? what was it exactly like what is there something i mean this is these are movies that we love obviously what what was it about this movie amongst all of the other movies that are similar to it why why do you cling to this one more than all the others this uh,
1: this one was uh i think i think it was because really as i was sitting down as i was re-watching it again I was like, well I mean there's a lot of different parts of the movie that I you know to talk about this but this part this part because there's so many uh excellent scenes of the movie great dialogue and I mean like you had said, it was a very quotable movie i mean that was that was one of the things it was like it it, it was sort of like a um it was it was like an anchor man in that way where it was like you know you could you could recognize your people if you threw mm. out a
0: snatch quote and you're like, oh did you get that right. You got you understood you're, that reference. It's like you're pinging people, you know. Yeah. You just say these things intermittently, and then if they ping back, you're like, "Oh, okay, you and I, you and I, yeah, we're like, we like."
1: And you could talk about it freely because it was one let's, of those. Was like, let's host a podcast together, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's have a bit of a podcast.
0: We'll talk well, about. Do you, think you could, do, you, do you think you can do an American accent though? Just I know, need in order to appeal to the
1: masses. <laughs> You know, the way we're going to have to do this. You understand. I think your accent is
0: cool. I think it's awesome. People just don't want to hear me and a British British fella, you know. People really
1: get tired of the British accent. (laughs) I mean, like, you hear it all. I was like, oh, Uh my gosh, not another British accent. I can't take it anymore. Just shut up already. It just works your nerves. Just be American. Talk American, please. This is America. <laughs> Speak the language.
0: I'll try. I'm terribly sorry. No, oh, um, no, I'm sorry. I, I just it's it, it. just keeps it just keeps hitting me. It it points in the in this in this show. You know, it's, I'll it's, be it's fine. a wonderful show. I'll be show. fine. I'll stop. I'll stop being in the distraction.
1: <laughs> no, it's a wonder. It's that absolutely wonderful show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, as we say, as you we, like we say it. back home, it's the dog's bollocks. <laughs> It's the dog's
0: bollocks. It, That's what the show is. It's it's the dog's bullock, bollocks, bollocks. The dog's okay. Balls. Is that why they? Is that why her name's Sandra Bullock? Hmm. No,
1: it's different. It's B O L L O C K instead of B U L L O C K. It's a slight variation oh, in uh, vowel. Oh, it's just but
0: oh okay, oh okay okay. You very similar pronunciation, you know, and it's yeah. it's
1: funny too. Because if you say
0: something But they still uh, mean the same thing. I if mean, you say, Oh, that's bollocks. One is shit and the other is shit.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it depends on who you talk to. There's this is bloke. Vinny, oh, okay. I know, big fan. Big fan. I I
0: we know a guy. We know a guy.
1: He uh I believe he runs a delicatessen. He's a huge oh, fan. One of the finest
0: delicatessens in all uh, of in but all if, of greater uh, indescript northeastern territory, yeah, somewhere location. up there in the greater
1: northeast United States, <laughs> somewhere up yes. there. Yes, mm. but if he, it, he it, makes
0: a good sauce too.
1: What's interesting is if something is just bollocks, yeah, it's shit, it's bad, we don't like it. So, like, oh, it's bollocks, yeah. it's bad. But if you say it's the Sandy dog's bollocks, Sandy Bullock. Sandy Bullock. If it's the do- yeah. Sandra Bullock <laughs> is the dog's bollocks. It You're sounds like, oh, right I love to Sam. me. I'm, I'm so hearing the
0: same thing. I'm hearing the same thing.
1: It's very, Honestly. it's very fine. You've got to really listen to it. So, what you should do is once the podcast has been recorded, listen to it four, or five thousand times, and you'll start yeah. to really hear the slight You'll develop variation. a nuance. You you'll will. You'll understand okay. the nuance.
0: It's very, <laughs> very slight, but it's there. I promise promise i want to i want to fight sandra bullock i'm just gonna say it right here i want to throw down i want to fight her with fists i want to challenge her to a match of her cho- of her choice i'll go to your turf i just want to fight you sandy bullock <laughs> you're calling sandra bullock out <laughs> on this podcast like
1: i'm gonna fight you i, I in I the street just
0: throw, i just want to throw out all of the you know, like oh, a man just like he's challenging to fight a girl. Like what a what a coward! I just want to throw all that out. Right? Can we just agree that two hum- two human beings should be in, able the to fight each other. in the name of equality,
1: in the name of equality,
0: yes, we're going to have this man I fight want this woman, you, Sandy Bullock. <laughs> I want to rip your head
1: off. What I would really, really, really love is if somehow this <sighs> this particular podcast. This yeah. installment of what we've been yes. doing for the last couple yes. of years, somehow, yes. somehow ends up on the desk of uh, just a little yes. scribble on a l- notepad. Hey, uh, you should listen to this. There's a man who calls out Sandy, wants to fight her. <laughs> and like from there, it just spirals way out of control. And there's all of a sudden publicity. And it's on Fox when
0: people yeah. fight celebrities. Look, yeah. look, here, it, this is all I'm saying. Oh. We have a pretty diverse uh listenership as far as, you know, countries around the world. But we're heard everywhere. We're especially heard everywhere. In Laos. Yes. In India. And then if we have but to our There's Russian a lot of people in friends, India. to all of my Russian friends out there who who can know who are good at hacking and shit, I'm just saying, put that sound clip. In her email somehow, <laughs> just put just, it there. I don't want to know how it, it gets just there. Hack
1: into her personal computer I, and put that
0: particular I wanna, audio. I don't want to. I don't want to hear how it's done. I just want her to hear. Don't that tell me clip. the details. Spare me. I want to be on. I want to be Twitter famous. Ron Avis. Ron f- throws Ron down. the <laughs> rental king. Avis fights Sandra Bullock at a KFC. Tell you Sandy. Just. <laughs>
1: Somewhere completely
0: yeah. random. I'll fight you anywhere. I don't care. You, you, you name the terms. I'll be there with fists. In like a lifetime of hate, old just a lifetime. There's just the all this hate the mall and anger. Of America. And I don't know where it comes from, but it's manifested into Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I would when really I, when absolutely, I pummel her, genuinely. all of the, I will also be pummeling all of the evil from the world. <laughs> It'll be metaphorical. This, and possibly I actually literal. I, she may be the devil. I don't know. I'm not saying that. You didn't hear that here. I didn't say that she is the devil, but she could be the devil. That's, that's quite an accusation. It's, I, will, it's po- it's I possible. will grant that.
1: <laughs> okay. Sandra Bullock is the devil. That seems, uh, you know, I know, you know, no particular terms, not speaking in definites, but yeah. it, I, I do think it would be most interesting if this was somehow to, you know, Two guys have a podcast and yeah. it Yeah one guy fights Sandra Bullock.
0: For, for real. For, for for some reason, I don't know why. He just everybody loves her, but this guy he has this weird grudge that nobody can trace this the origin. She's got a new movie really. coming out, it be great publicity. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure she's got a piece of crap out there somewhere hey,
1: that she's working on. <laughs> come see my new movie. I'm gonna fight this guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you could film. If enough it, people come see my movie, I'll Look, fight this man. Here, if if we fight and you kick my ass, I won't hold a grudge against you if you want to put footage of that in your next movie. You can do that. I don't even care. It won't I won't even say I won't say boo. You go right ahead. But if I win and I do beat you, <laughs> then I will probably be in jail. Anyways, how is this podcast going? I, I don't even know. Well, we took Whoa. quite a bit of a detour there. It's off the rails, brother. We, okay. of went, we took an off ramp. How, how can we get this back part to of town we didn't How can really we possibly get this back to snatch? Can we get this back to snatch? Uh,
1: so here, here's what I'll do then, uh, to come back to the movie, get back on track because I never did it. Is I will do. Um, we, did, we didn't do the housekeeping yet. Right. We've not done housekeeping.
0: I don't even know if it's necessary. Oh, it's, it's very necessary. <laughs> no, we have it. We haven't done any housekeeping Yeah, it's yet. absolutely necessary. Is it 96 minutes by any chance?
1: Uh, no, it's 102 minutes, mm. which makes it no. not a comedy. You're right. There are comedic elements, but it is not a comedy film.
0: No, it isn't.
1: It was released December 10th of the year 2000 in right. the United States and Canada, uh, on a budget of $10 million, or £6 million. opening The opening weekend in the US and Canada was only $27,932. Ooh, Not a, wow. a lot of money. But oh. the total domestic for the film was $30 million. Oh. And the total worldwide was... Uh, just a bit over uh, eighty-three
0: and a half million dollars. So this movie got released be- just before all of the big tentpole Christmassy movies. Yes, and then once people were finished watching all of those, once people went usually saw, that's when oh, dumpuary happens and the it just family sort of lingered. movies and the happy
1: oohs <laughs> to comedy. And I was like, you know what? I'd love to do. I'd love to see a bunch yeah. of uh, British people shoot each other, yes. and stab yes. each other, oh, and fight God. over a giant diamond.
0: I mean, you can have
1: ying without a yang. I will tell you, we've got the runtime, hundred and two minutes. IMDb, the score for this film, eight point three. So, highly regarded. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, seventy four percent critic score, ninety three percent audience score. Not surprising. Wow,
0: it's a very high audience score. Yeah, Metacritic only gave yeah. it
1: fifty five. So fuck Metacritic. We don't care. What about? Did you,
0: do you happen to know what our guy thought of it? Uh, Roger Ebert
1: uh, is dead, so I didn't, have, okay. I didn't have a chance to talk to him <laughs> okay. and find out what he had to say about it. So okay. unfortunately, he's gotcha. in the ground, worm food, no one cares what a dead person has yeah. to say. Aww. He just kept mumbling on about pigs in the city, and I said, I don't know what that means. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's like, you'll see. It's going to be oh, the next pigs Wizard in the of Oz.
1: Oh, send a pig into town. That's the most brilliant film in the world.
0: No, it's not. No one should listen to you because of that. <laughs> you just um, you just flushed all those years of like credibility just down the crapper.
1: Yeah, no, nobody cares. It's like, oh, should we listen to this bloke about what he says in movies? Oh, uh, what did he say about that one with the pig went in the city? Oh, loved it, four stars. Mm, no, let's not listen to him. He seems a bit mad. So
0: very, very, very highly profitable movie, I guess. Yes. Right? It, did you mention Critics the budget?
1: Critics loved I, it. I, uh, yeah, the budget was uh, $10 million, 6 million pounds.
0: Got it, got it, got it. Uh, so, so it did you know, quite well.
1: Did quite well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, like I said, you've, we've. I think, let's see gone through most i don't know how to say boris uh the bullet dodger aka boris the blade aka boris the sneaky <laughs> I, fucking
0: russian i did i got a big kick out of the scene <laughs> where uh was it uh was it uh, what's his name the bullet what's his name benny the bullet uh bullet tooth tony or bullets boris the bullet dodger uh, bullet 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 tooth tony was shooting Boris the bullet dodger. Oh, yes. And he, when kept, that... he kept being like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, He's like, fuck you. Like... He couldn't kill And he just ass. keep shooting
1: him. It was great. Those, <laughs> it's that, a really it, funny scene. It's a really Those really are the elements. Scene. Where it is, it's genuinely it's genuinely funny. It's genuinely entertaining. It's and...
0: funny in a Monty Python kind of way, which really oh, yes. is odd. It's odd that that funny Monty Python-esque... Uh, scene plays out so funny and effectively in this movie that it's not meant to be a comedy as you would already pointed out well and
1: just preceding that scene you've got the absolute brilliant performance where he delivers the balls and uh, speech uh, which is one of my favorite scenes in the entire film when he sits down and he's yeah. judged by the fact that you've got replica written down the side of your gun right. and I've got desert eagle .50 yeah. written down the side of mine should precipitate your balls into shrinking along with your presence. Now.
0: <laughs> Fuck off. I love off. that they didn't, they didn't even try to, like... No, they like, they, uh, knew, they knew we they should, were dead. Yeah, we, should like, we should probably leave now. Yeah. This didn't fare quite so well. We should really take advantage of this opportunity because we're not going to get a better one. <laughs> well, and I think
1: especially because the film centered around the diamond which, I mean, the diamond kind of floated around, and you've got all these different parties involved in, you know, trying to get the diamond and the the connective tissue between how everyone is linked, you know, how, you know, you've got the, you know, you've got uh, Abby and uh, Doug the Head and Frankie Fourfingers, they're in this, they're in the heist, the beginning, and they get involved with Boris the Blade, Boris the Bullet Dodger, and he involves Vinny and Saul, which brings in Tyrone. <clears throat> and uh, then because uh, they are connected to Bricktop, which I think is the only one we've really not mentioned, uh, you've got Bricktop, and Bricktop then circles back around to Turkish and Tommy. And so you've got all these different parties that are connected, and right. you've kind of got this hot potato of the diamond. It keeps moving hands, keeps changing places. And you've got people coming and going. You've got, you know, Frankie Fourfingers gets shot with a tea cozy on his head. Um, and then Boris cuts his hand off, which yeah. is just brilliant. And, he, and I, love, I love it in that moment. <laughs> He's so perturbed by the whole thing. He puts his gun in the holster and then he just pulls out a cleaver. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Let me put the gun away. I've got to chop a man's arm off. So let me get my giant cleaver out of my cleaver oh they're just unsheathed and then, all oh, right now i've chopped his arm off i'll just take this and we'll be on our way and that's just uh, it. hey
0: it's just another tool in his toolbox that he uses yeah he's
1: just day. oh i've got my holster for the gun <laughs> and i've got my holster <laughs> for a giant meat cleaver you
0: know because <laughs> that's a thing that's a thing people yeah. have it's it's for sure like the phillips head and flathead screwdriver combination of the murderers yeah. i mean tool belt you <laughs> know and then, meat cleaver, giant ass meat cleaver, gun. <laughs> and you've got,
1: you've got some really, I mean, really well put together scenes. Like I love the way that the movie opens um, uh, where you've got an introduction of all the characters and you've got kind of the, you know, a little scene with them and the diamond kind of keep, you know, as the diamond would move amongst these people, like it goes from one hand to the next and you've got yeah. an introduction to all the characters and one of my other favorite parts about the entirety of this movie is this was about the time was when i was really starting to get interested in movies as uh more than just a form of entertainment it was uh, uh, a vehicle for storytelling it was an interesting way you know so you start to sort of analyze the way people tell stories not just watch the film That's or, a
0: special moment yeah when yeah. when you think back to the movie that started making you think more analytically about things and not just just to be entertained okay so that, that there's that bit of nostalgia that, that's as well that's yeah. a particularly important piece because the yeah. other the other piece of it in addition to that was just- that was that was definitely clerks for me i feel like when i watched oh, yeah. clerks just watching that and understanding how the history of it and how it got made it's like oh there's definitely a whole new level of you know things that i'm looking at in film now that i never looked at before and it's exciting to think of you know, think of it in that terms, those terms. I mean, not that terms.
1: It, well, it it could because it unlocks so many other levels of the film for you. You yeah. know, you start to appreciate. You know, even just the way that a scene is composed, like the angles, the lighting, um, and one of. I, I think this is probably one of the first instances as well where I really appreciated the music, um, mm-hmm. and, and because if, I've always loved. I mean, I've I've always had an affinity for soundtracks, especially yeah. to movies that I've really enjoyed. Um,
0: yeah, same, but same.
1: This this was one in particular. Like, I would I loved listening to the soundtrack because when I would listen to particular songs, it reminded me of moments in the film.
0: And uh, even honestly, like the uh, I had an
1: alarm set on my
0: phone. I this feel morning. like can we have a sidebar conversation about uh, just you know, uh soundtracks and movies for just a second? Absolutely. Okay. I feel like to me personally, the soundtrack is so secondary now, or is it used to be a a gigantic part of movies? Uh it, it seems like going back as far as, I don't know, 70s, definitely the eighties and nineties to me, honestly the nineties is the probably the peak of soundtracks and th- that, you know, that synergy of the soundtrack in the movie and how they really influenced one another. It wasn't just like a needle drop. Like they started getting like the song got baked into the story somehow and they became one. Yeah. And the two thousands was very much still in that heyday of that, that those, those times. So yeah, this, this was one of those iconic soundtracks. I will, I will give you that for sure. Well, and, um,
1: because one of, one of the one of, cause I listen to a number of the songs still quite regularly. One of the alarms on my phone this morning, and it's set uh, every day that I have to take my kids to school. <coughs> uh, it's the 8.15 alarm, and it plays Clint Diamonds, which is the song that plays over that opening sequence when you see all the characters and it has the, the names that come up. I listen to that song mm-hmm. all the time, and it's one of my alarms yeah. to the point where I don't even mind waking up to it. It's like, no, okay. It's, it's 8.15, it's time to get up and get moving. And so I really... And uh, the other the other point in the film I would say I really enjoyed was uh, in the hair-coursing scene when you have kind of the duality of the story uh, and the... So you've got Turkish and you've got uh, Tommy and they're out with the Pikes and they're doing the hair-coursing. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah. At, at the same time, you've got Errol and John who work for Bricktop and they they've just realized they need to find Tyrone and so you've kind of got their two dogs and I would hesitate yeah. to call Tyrone a hare um right right a very massive hare uh that does not move anywhere near as quickly and was But quite, he was
0: but that's what he was he was there yeah. so <laughs> he, you you've he, got these and his his chances weren't as good as the actual no, hare's. <laughs> no he was very much proper fucked <laughs> right um
1: he's fine but it, I, I like fight? the music went so well with what they were doing and it, it really married those two images together so well it's like oh, this is just absolutely brilliant the way this is being presented to me the music is good the visuals are yeah. great the slow motion at times is and it just and it fit the story so well it's like this scene is absolutely wonderful
0: you know, I'm thinking Edgar Wright might be another guy. There's, there's yes. some. There has to be some. Um, there has to be a little bit of overlap there as well, too, because especially when you think about Edgar Wright in a lot of his early movies, he had that sort of montage, the quick, yes, sort of those uh, rapid fire uh, scenes. Yeah, the rapid fire scenes. There was one. There was one that they repeated in this movie too, and it made me think, huh? Maybe that's just a British thing, like that, <laughs> like that really sort of rapid. Hard yeah. cuts, just real hard cuts. Uh, but it works. It's, it's appealing. It's appealing when you see it. It's if kind of, it, Not done too many times. It kind of snaps I, you I, back I, I, into like things, snaps you back into focus. I, I think,
1: because I think, I think that's one of the things, because I, I think all of those really feel like they just elevate kind of the, the tone of the film, that it is this sort of underbelly of, of England, you've got, you know, okay, the British gangsters, you know, these are people, you know, you've, cause you've got this, you know, you've got the, uh, uh, I know we've been talking offline. You've been watching, uh, rewatching the Sopranos, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of, you know, it, it's a funny thing. Cause I, I mean, i have it too. You know, you've got the Godfather, you've got Goodfellas, you've got that whole genre of filmmaking, um right. and, and television where you've got a focus on, uh, the mafia and, it's, it's kind of a funny thing because in the moment when you're watching it you you kind of like you you're conscious of the fact that these are criminals right but you very much appreciate everything they're doing and mm, actively mm. root for them
0: like all you wouldn't the human, do that.
1: all the human drama you get yeah. sucked into it you're like oh, this and you just sit there and you take it in and and there's just this component of it that you like it's you know it's it's almost like you're this invisible passenger in this world that you would otherwise never get to be a part of and in doing so you get to kind of secondarily enjoy the whatever the thrill of that life is yeah like there's a lot of ugly to it but the the thrills that come along with it because you're sort of um intimate in this environment that you otherwise wouldn't be it's exciting it's thrilling there's there's danger. There's all these different components. You're like, okay, this this is happening. You know, maybe not exactly the way that it is in television and film. This is elevated to an entertainment level. But like this sort of, there are people that are out there today that are living this life. Yeah. Not glamorous like it would be in a film or on television. But
0: there are there's a, there are in fact career criminals. Yeah. Uh, and you know, this just it's all about that hustle. Yeah. You know day to day is a hustle you're only as good as your latest envelope exactly as, as polly as not as as silvio would would say silvio
1: dante a great character polly walnuts oh yeah he's in my
0: particular favorite from that show he's wonderful in that for sure i'm, all, I'm almost finished I'm, I'm in season six i'm coming down the stretch oh you're right there you can see the end in sight again i totally again Ah, uh, okay so so you got your soundtrack you got a very stylistic uh director uh really interesting cast and you know you have all the makings of a kind of a cult classic cult following or in this case a pretty six a pretty good hit i mean 30 million for a movie like this is a hit oh absolutely uh, and this movie is coming out in the like that the the like that beginnings of the DVD era where yes. everyone could begin affording their own movies and snatch is for sure one of those DVDs that like a lot of people bought that you know it was one of their probably one of their first DVDs they ever had was snatch uh, cuz i
1: remember when i got the dvd <clears throat> it was uh, cuz one of the big things that you could do with dvds as well is people uh, would put Easter eggs in them and I remember that being such a big thing kind of especially in the in the introduction to DVDs is oh hey you're used to watching movies on VHS where you just have the movie and that's it uh, yeah. maybe sometimes you know a brief commercial before or after the film something like that um, but most of the time it's just here's the movie that's it and so with DVDs you had all these extra things you had commentaries, you had deleted scenes, you had bloopers you had featurettes, you had all of these other things and amongst those you'd have people that would put in little uh easter eggs and it was i mean usually just goofy little things i think one of them if i remember correctly was uh uh it was a link it was something uh because uh dug the head the ringtone on his phone which at the time 2000 having a ringtone was a very very cool thing to do to you oh you gotta have a ringtone oh yeah oh yeah um, it was a height of popularity. Ringtone, oh, you got a ring. You got a cell phone. You got Everybody's
0: ringtone ring sounded like a Game Boy back then, but yeah. yeah, it was.
1: But it was a recognizable tune. And so there was like a link, or there was so- there was some sort of connection to it. Would lead you to a place where you could get dug the heads, which was just Hava Nagila. But it was like, okay, you know, he's he's oh, he you know thinks he's Jewish. He tells the kids they're Jewish. Uh, you know, it's like he wasn't really Jewish, but he bought into it. So. If you right. if you wanted to mimic that so much so was, you could have the he same ringtone Culturally
0: appropriating the yeah. Jewish culture. <laughs> you
1: could just like, oh, Jewish people, give me some of that. I'm not yeah. in the I'm not there. You know, but I,
0: you know who I like? The Jews. I'm gonna be a Jew. <laughs> and I don't say that derogatorily, I'm not at all. <laughs> no,
1: it's just it's a very interesting
0: I would very much like to
1: be a Jewish person. It's a very point. interesting population of people. To Uh desire to culturally appropriate. Yes. Not that they don't have culture to appropriate. It's just one of those. It's the
0: blacks and the Jews. Everyone wants to be one or the other. That's how it usually pans out. (laughs) We get right down to it. Those
1: those are the groups that you. I know.
0: I mean, you know, people don't just do plain talk anymore, but that's what it comes down to. The blacks and the Jews. So. He, so, hey, we- Russians! Do not cl- take that clip and put it anywhere. <laughs> Please. Oh, yeah, that would be yeah. <laughs> unfortunate. Take it out of
1: taking it out of context. That could be very damaging. You, yeah, if you took <laughs> that one out of context, that could get you in a spot of trouble. It could. But um, so let's really focus more on the. I want to fight Sandra Bullock in a public place, very okay. highly advertised, televised.
0: Yes. It's been That's a very more... revealing episode for years, truly. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, we've really it's, peeled it's, back some it's very... It's the accent flopping. It's just made me a crazy person. As Well, well I think
1: what it's done is it's given you a real, not a false sense of security, but a very real sense of security <laughs> to where you yeah. can really let some of your own inner demons out. I, like, you know what? It's I true. need to exercise it's this. True. I need to get this out. I need to be real. I hate
0: Sandra things, Bullock. You're, and as you, things and aren't in as the tight. Face. Yeah, they're not as tense right now, so now they're just flowing out loosely. Just just like a a hot dog down a hallway. Just. You know, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. You
1: can quote me on that.
0: I think I think Abraham Lincoln said that once. He did. <laughs> it's right like after he won a BMX a- tournament. That's a very was, memorable. A lot of people, a lot of people think about Lincoln when they think of this BMX. You know, tournament.
1: whenever people, whenever people come up to me, and this happens all the time. Whenever people come yeah. up to me and they ask, you know, is it too late for me to chase my dreams? Is it too late mm-hmm. for me? You know, have I waited too long in life to pursue the things that I'm very passionate about? What I always tell people is that Abraham Lincoln didn't even compete in his first skateboarding tournament until he was 90.
0: I know. A lot of people don't know that. It's nuts, because he looked great.
1: So it's never too late. Have you ever tried skateboarding in a, in
0: a, in a stovepipe hat? I can't imagine I that's that he, very easy. I, I, I did find it very interesting that he stuck with that hat, even, even during yeah. all those very complicated flips that he would do. Oh, my God.
1: And he was 90. Never, never,
0: never once did he lose that hat. No. Never not once. Never once.
1: So yeah, if you've got a dream, it's never too late to chase it. You can always do it. Yeah, ninety. And Abraham Lincoln is the proof (laughs) to chase your dreams. So, I I, here's here's where we can have a bit of a transition because I mean, like I I mean, I could I could talk about scenes in this movie all day long. I mean, you know, we've we've just about come to the hour mark, so we've got you know we're kind of on the.
0: That's not what we're all about. We're but, not just here to talk about scenes. All not day scenes long. in a movie.
1: We're here to talk about fighting yeah. Sandra Bullock and Abraham right. Lincoln as a skateboarder. Those are the things that are really important to us. It's the and real so, meat. It's the real meat of the sandwich. So here's 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 my uh, sort of question. Thomas to Jefferson you. used to say that all the time. <laughs> uh, founding that's the fathers.
0: Real, that's that's the real meat of the sandwich.
1: That's the <laughs> deep cut here, folks. This is actually a very patriotic uh, podcast. We go back to the founding fathers. Yeah. And we talk about all of the things that you don't know about them. No, uh, because you're too ignorant. But that's okay. Yeah.
0: That's what we're here for. That's what we're here you know,
1: for. As a whole, as a group, you know, a person. I believe Tommy Lee Jones in the movie Men in Black said, a uh, "Person is smart. People are stupid." <laughs> I might be paraphrasing yes. just a bit, but no, as, no, no. like that's what perfect. Ron just said, people are stupid. Uh, and I'm yeah. maybe paraphrasing a bit as well there. No, um, I
0: think I think that's what I said. I think that's what I said. All people are stupid. <laughs> so, you know, that's just sort of, that's You don't even have to turn that around on me. I just no, sorta always there. say that.
1: <laughs> it's on his business card. It's it says it. People are stupid. All people yeah. are stupid.
0: You um, can quote me. Just quote me, right? All you like.
1: That would be that would be great if that was part of the quote. All people are stupid and you can quote me. In quotation marks, a Florida Ron.
0: man, a Florida man, lost his right arm in, uh, you know, swamp, swampy county this evening. Uh, hey, I guess it's like that famous person, Ron Avis, always said, <laughs> all people are stupid, and you can yeah, quote exactly. me on that,
1: Ron Avis. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that Whether, as the fourth weather, quote. Weather's up next. <laughs> See that, you know. Uh, Stay tuned for sports Swamp, with Jay Swampy Sporty County. McKee. That's like a
0: real place, right? I just want to get that out there. Swampy I'm sure County. it is. Okay, <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, I'm not a floridologist, but I, I think
1: it's probably in there somewhere. Yeah, We've it's got a lot place. of places in Florida. It's a place. If
0: not there, then Louisiana, you would imagine. Yeah, and they're pretty much interchangeable. Don't don't even contest me, Internet. I know nah. just by the sheer law of just average there's got to be a yeah small B probability there, so there's got to be the probability is just too high
1: i mean honestly if you're listening to this podcast you really know how to do statistics probably not <laughs> that's right all people are stupid and you can quote me on that ron ovis yeah that's right anywhere you like you can put uh, me that right that, there that quote that quote <laughs> may very well make its way into the blurb <laughs> describing this particular episode <laughs> Just because, because, it's
0: fantastic, and I love it. Yes, thank you, thank you. So I'm very happy. I'm happy that that I could be the person. You know, I've, I've, I've spoken I'm going to usher in a whole new generation of thinkers,
1: of or non-thinkers, maybe. Um, Probably, for people, yeah. it's like, oh, you people are all stupid. Uh, Tell well, me don't what hurt to yourself think. by doing any thinking. <laughs> Let's do colors. What color is this? Is it green? Well, no, but you're stupid. So, yes, it is green because manifest your destiny
0: however you like. You know, there you go. as we come up close to an hour long on this episode, yes. which has been refreshing, all this, That's it's just refreshing. been a refreshing hour. We've sort I, of bounced around quite a bit. It has a little bit, but I feel like even in that amount of time, we've really been able to convey... All the reasons why Snatch, or let me really say, all the reasons why you should love Snatch. All the reasons why I already love this. Hey, if you're on the fence about Snatch,
1: don't be. No, because I love it, just and so should you. Because what I was going to say, because if you, you need proof, are, just
0: listen to this show. You're the newbie
1: here. You're the first, and because you're not quite sure, I it was. It, Let's. I wanted to get more of your take. what What are some of the What are some of the things that worked out well in the film, and what are the, some of the things that you think didn't work quite as well? So if it's like, okay, this this really, oh, I appreciated this.
0: This part I, was rubbish. Yeah. No, no. I, I honestly, from beginning to end, it, the movie I, for what it's attempting to do, I feel like it's really it. It's 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 achieving what its goal is throughout the movie. So it's hard for me to say, like, there was this scene that didn't work for me versus this scene that did. But I can appreciate what somebody's going for. And I can imagine in my own mind what a good version of whatever it is that is. I feel like that's this case. Like, I'm not a huge fan of this style of comedy or film, I guess, in general. It, it's not my favorite, but I can appreciate it and when it's done well you you can at least enjoy it a little bit and i think i did i enjoyed this movie a little bit i did enjoy the three the three guys the, who found themselves in uh, you know bad a bit of bad luck throughout the movie uh, career criminals who probably should get out of the business before they get killed and and quickly but i i kind of enjoyed them i i really like Brad Pitt i i i just and it, it goes back to around the time when he was doing these real quirky, goofy movies. He was at a, he could have very easily gone like a, down another path where he was just, you know, the handsome guy and romantic comedy r- route. Cause he, he had the looks to do that, but he was also just an interesting dude made a lot of weird shit too. So, yes, he did.
1: Absolutely. But this
0: was, this was definitely in that period of time where I was like, yeah, Brad, I like Brad Pitt. And I'm still like there. I still like Brad Pitt. But, you know, there was a time when I was just like, Brad Pitt, I could take him or leave him. You know, He's just, I don't really care for him. I don't hate him. I just don't care for him. But around this time was when that really turned. It was like, you know what? I can even Brad Pitt movies that I don't really want to, I don't care about, I can, I can appreciate him a bit more even still. So glad to see him in this movie. I thought all of the scenes with him worked. And it, it's always fun to watch Jason Statham in a with. You know, it in a little bit of the you know comedic turn. I think he's good at that. He's a real talent for the for comedy as well as the physical stuff that he doesn't do at all in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, not you don't, at all. You,
0: you don't see him like lift a finger to punch a single person in this movie. No, right? That's got to be that's got to be a first. He's got to a Jason shirt on Sake, the though. entire time as well. Just as spoiler alert, never takes his shirt off in the
1: entire film. Yeah. So if you if anyone is worried that was going to happen, he doesn't.
0: Brad Pitt does though. <laughs> he does, yes, very much so. Yeah, so you're still a good number of times. that Yeah, if, you know, pe- people who tend to enjoy those two separate things enjoy, you know, one or the other.
1: Well, and one one of the things that's kind of funny about his character of Mickey is Mickey was not in the original script. Um, when Brad Pitt reached out to Guy Ritchie to because he wanted to be in a, whatever he was doing next, mm-hmm. uh, they had a conversation. He's like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." And Guy Ritchie realized the character that I just kind of offered him is not actually in this film. And so he had to rewrite it, and he wrote in so mm. that Mickey was in the film. And because Interesting. of that... Yeah. Well, and it was sort of an homage, because in Lock, Stark, uh, one of the one of the biggest critiques that he got was it was hard to understand some of the characters because of how oh. their accents were. <laughs> and so yeah. he did it on purpose, but partially because uh, Brad Sort Pitt, of a wink... <laughs> yeah, so it was a wink and a nod kind of a thing, yeah, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, another Monty Python reference. But you know, you've got these, uh, you've got these guys, uh, the Pikes, and the joke is that nobody can understand them. And yeah, he partially went that route because Brad Pitt couldn't get, he couldn't do a, a proper British accent. He just couldn't okay. do it, and so okay. he went that route. And one of my favorite things of watching the movie with uh, subtitles on is at the hair-coursing scene when he's talking about, he's giving Turkish the details on the caravan that he wants them to buy. Yeah, uh, There's a line in there where the subtitles, and I, I did it on Netflix as well, Netflix just stops providing subtitles in that scene. On the okay. DVD, uh, it just had three question marks because they literally had no <laughs> idea what he said. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, they didn't even try. It was just like, wow, well, we have no idea what he's uh, saying here. And I love that. Know. He did I it. thought it was he fun. He did not
0: tell us. Well, I'm glad he didn't. Instead of trying to pull off like a questionable British accent, yeah, he went, he, he went a different route, and the character I would argue benefited probably because of it. That's a memorable, memorable character. Well, um, I think yeah, it. But but it's coming from this movie as a total newbie. I I, I could watch this movie again. I could totally see myself uh, watching it again. Maybe feeling a different way, or you know, because. I I watched it during the day, and you know, like they're just maybe maybe at night. I'm watching it. I'm feeling a bit differently watching it. You know, like you get a different feeling or a different, you know, what I mean, a different state of mind. Different at the end of the day. So yeah. I well, I, when, I could give this movie another try and see. If, I I might enjoy it even more. I I know uh,
1: for myself, one of the things that happened for me when I was after I watched this movie is, because this is the first time I'd ever seen anything with uh, Jason Statham, it was the first time I'd ever seen him in anything, and so it made me want to go find, you know, that was when I found out, okay, he's relatively new, so he's not in a lot of things, but it kind of put him on my radar. I can't remember if I saw this, or if I saw uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, I don't remember which one came out first, but... um, because I know Vinnie Jones was in Gone in sixty seconds.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, he played the guy who doesn't speak until the very end. Yeah, kind of like, like a, kind of like a silent Bob sort of gimmick. Yeah,
1: he's <laughs> oh, like Snake or something like that. Well, that um, was the
0: funny thing for me because I saw Gone in sixty seconds before I saw this. Obviously, so he he doesn't speak at all, and he he does nothing but talk in this movie. <laughs> like he talks yeah. a lot. So if you're not used to his character being one that talks very much if not at all and then all of a sudden he's just chatty as can be it's a bit it's a bit shocking Well, and it, it was
1: funny too because there was uh, I think there's one scene uh, that he's supposed to be in I feel like it was actually I think they had a I think they had have his stunt double stand in because he had been arrested the night before because uh, he'd gone out and he got drunk and got in a fight and so he's in he was arrested and was in jail and was able to be on set uh, to film his scenes as a gangster, I just thought <laughs> that was—I thought that was—you know—sort of life imitating art. And we're like, okay, this because he used to play football. He was a footballer, Vinnie Jones was, mm. and it was one of those things. Where it was like he was another one of those guys going forward because um, uh, oh, I can't remember. Oh,
0: he was in Euro Trip too, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was in Euro Trip. Yeah. Um, he was one was of really, the hooligans. <laughs>
1: yeah. There was a movie that came out shortly after this uh, called Mean Machine, which was a, a British take on uh, The Longest Yard. And okay. it had Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones was kind of the title character. He was a footballer who was retired. He went out you know, got drunk and crashed his car, did a bunch of damage, had to go to jail. And they have to play a football match. And it's got um, – uh, it's got Jason Statham in it too. He plays uh, he plays the nutter. He's a crazy. He's the goalie. He has these visions of just destroying the the uh, the guards. And it's got uh, uh, it's got Robbie G who plays Vinny. He's in that movie as well. So there, it was one of those things. That I was kind of introduced to this whole new cast of of actors and characters. Yeah. And as I, it's like a new click. There's like yeah, all it these, was like, like Hollywood okay. clicks. Because I've noticed there's a lot of times where. I will kind of go through that, or it's like I'll find a director. Um, I, I recently, I know I told you the other night, I was watching Slither, which I'd never seen, which James mm. Gunn directed. I, I just had yeah. the movie Super arrive today uh, that I'm going to watch. It was like, okay, there's an, of at least a handful of movies James Gunn's done that I've not seen, and after watching Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad and his success with the, the Guardians movies – like, okay, let me go back and see some of these movies this guy's done that I'm unfamiliar with. So I yeah. was like finding people that, you know, okay, I'm not familiar with your body of work. Let me see. I like you in this, and I like you in this. Let me see if you got other stuff. Because it took a while for Jason Statham to really find a niche where it's like, okay, he, w- he was just kind of doing whatever was available. And I mean, like yeah. John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. Um, you know, I love the Transporter movies, but, you know, they're not,
0: I mean, they're not terribly well made. I- I think the transporter movies is probably, I guess, how I know him. Yeah, really. When I when I think of like the first time I saw Jason Statham and his name clicked, like registered, I feel like it was with those movies.
1: But yeah, so I mean, he's he's I mean, he's really grown into an actor that's far more mainstream. That I mean, really, yeah. I think is almost a, a fluke. Like a number of things that he uh, he did in the early stages of his career were like, these are not great films.
0: It's not right. well made. Well, he, he does one thing, but so well, like better yeah. than anybody else. And he, can he just really does being that guy forever and ever and ever. And
1: people want to watch, he's like, yeah, suit him up. Let's do it. I put him in. I don't care what you was He's like, oh, he's, I, I'm, I've gotten pulled up here now. He's in pre-production on a movie called The Beekeeper. And I don't even care what happens. I want to see it. <laughs> It's literally a movie called The Beekeeper. That <laughs> feels like, like, an okay.
0: SNL- <laughs> like an SNL. I'm like bit
1: in my head. I just thought like, okay, so he runs a honey farm, and what like the cartel wants in, and so he's got to yeah. fight a bunch of cartel guys, and no, not my bees. You know, I'm picturing
0: I'm picturing that movie that he was in that also had, um, oh gosh, what, uh, James Franco, where he it was like down in Louisiana oh and yes he, uh home front yeah 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 so that movie but instead of drugs like bees like bees is the industry bees. <laughs> yeah i mean it's, honestly it's right up my alley yeah like I mean, he's gonna for sure kill a guy with a honeycomb at some point yeah in the movie. <laughs> just bash him right in the face yeah like oh, i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill you in a moment let me take my shirt off there ought, ought to be a cameo with
0: Nicolas Cage if we can if we can
1: slip that oh, I would. It. I mean, that would be even better. He's he's on the uptick. You know, he's he's, he's coming just, around again. Just scr- like, just screaming just right face. on time.
0: <laughs> Do I say bees now? Yeah. Oh, just- how great
1: would that be? How great of a team up would that be? Jason Statham, Nicolas Cage, and they just like bees.
0: oh man i want to watch that so bad
1: that now i'm gonna click on it because i want to see who else is in it because i want to know follows an unconventional story with universal themes deeply steeped in the mythology of beekeeping it's just got jason statham as of right now (laughs) so i mean (laughs) it's wide open wide (laughs) open for all sorts of interpretation and i think the movie called okay
0: who's in it jason statham jason statham
1: i'm there so Nicholas Cage. Statham? Oh, I'm doubly there now. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. I'm <laughs> buying the t shirt. Just add Nick Cage to Is that, there a lunchbox I can purchase? In production, Jason Statham, Nick Cage.
1: <laughs> He's currently filming Meg <laughs> 2, the trench. So they find another All giant right. shark. That's got to be yeah. rather
0: unlucky. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Post production on Expendables 4. Excited to see it.
0: That's a real thing, right? Expendables four. That's really yeah, happening. Yeah, it's it's
1: in post production right now. Is Stallone involved? At oh all? yeah, it's got Statham,
0: Stallone, Dolph Lundgren. Oh okay. Eco way, okay, Megan Fox, always, Andy Garcia. I Fifty thought I read Cent. He would not that he if if there was going to be another Expendables movie, it would be without him. But cool. That's that's cool. Glad. It's got Curtis glad Fifty Cent Jackson in it. Of course, of course. So, you know, it's going to be good. Now they have to pull in all the rappers into the world. It's the Just final, put them in there. Yeah. Yeah. Put yeah. them in the movie. Well, then the first, the rappers, then the wrestlers, then they'll have everybody.
1: And they've got everyone. Yeah. But they'll I'm very all, excited about
0: all bases
1: will be covered. <laughs> I'm very excited about the opening chapter of this beekeeper trilogy. Yeah. Um, I've already. Oh, there's three it. movies now. I've I've gone ahead and signed an off. An for epic the second trilogy. Third. It's going to be an epic trilogy. I just you know, green light it. Greenlight I don't want. I don't want to necessarily set Go. up a universe just yet. You know, I'd love I'd love to see a universe come from it. But we've got to do the trilogy first. So we've got. I don't know,
0: man. Life. I feel you're sounding a lot like Warner Brothers. Order three. That's why beekeeper I don't want to get ahead of, of myself. Right we we'll need trilogy. to make sure, make one amazing beekeeper movie and then build off of that. I mean, okay? I don't, you don't want, want to. Muddy. say... don't there's, there's just too much beekeeper mythology out there. You're not going to get it all in in three movies anyway. I so you might as well take want your time. i to call it the new Avatar, but <laughs> I will. Just (laughs) we, I know it's like what the fuck they just greenlit Avatar six. Where the hell's two?
1: I was like, oh, you know what we did? Hey, do you remember about twenty years ago when we made an Avatar movie? Yeah, Yeah. we've greenlit fifteen more. Yeah. So by the time
0: your great grandchildren are your age, they (laughs) will see the third one. Every time I turn around, James Cameron just finished writing another Avatar film, and and because he's James Cameron, it's greenlit already. So it's like, hey, can we just have the second? Chapter before we get any kind of worked up over this whole avatar thing,
1: we've only Just begun saying. to plumb the depths of the avatar yeah. lore. It's like, I don't know that that's necessarily true. Yeah, I, I couldn't I make know. it through the first one. And I think that's I liked know. it,
0: I liked it. I was and a lot of people
1: did, you know, it's
0: fine. Yeah, yeah, it's you interesting. Know? It's it's a very interesting, you know, it's it it's basically another movie. What What is it? Uh. Well, it's like Pocahontas, kind of. <laughs>
1: I will say this about the film. I will yeah. say this about the film: there were yeah. a lot of colors. It was a very colorful film. A lot yeah, of colors. It was
0: very. It, it was. It, it was very illuminating.
1: Yeah, very bright colors. You know, yeah. happy. <laughs> you know, sort of good colors you'd want to use on things.
0: I kept Vibrant having to colors. turn the brightness down on my TV while I was watching. It was really annoying. This movie's too <clears throat> bright. It's just too illuminant, too illuminating. I was going to say Illuminescent No that's not a word <laughs> Bioluminescence Bioluminescence Yes 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 so, Thank you Thank you uh, Alright yeah, well mean, that's Snatch right I mean I guess uh, that's, I mean, Yeah that's we,
1: I mean that's pretty much You know can we Snatch can we,
0: can we kiss this Snatch and put it to bed I think we can I think that's Entirely <laughs> possible <laughs> I wanna I think you should <laughs> Okay Alright well that's cool I man. wholeheartedly encourage you
1: To go about your business with
0: I will, do we have Do we have do we're doing kiss the Snatch On the lips I'll give it another try Quote Benjamin Franklin He said that
1: He did He was in Paul Richard Almanac If you actually read it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's in well, there yeah.
1: I promise of It's near the end But you've got we to Build not... up to it Don't stick to the last page Or anything Hey
0: all, all you All you listeners We wouldn't lie to you we wouldn't do it. Well, that was our month of movies that we love. I don't know when we'll be back again. We definitely will be doing uh, April Fools. So all through the month of April, we'll be picking movies uh, starring just people who are fools that we love and laugh time. But whoop! Oh no, it happened to us again! <laughs> no, not again! <laughs> oh no, wait! We're we're gonna we're gonna fumble through this thing again, just like we. We will here. be back
1: next week with a full review of The Beekeeper. One, two, we'll and three.
0: <laughs> no, no, but I, we, we'll, we'll definitely be around in March. We will do
1: things. we we'll we'll promise.
0: I don't know if we'll be doing episodes, but we'll, we promise to be around. We, we will Jonathan be around, around and you can promise, we will we do, do episodes.
1: We'll do loads of them. I
0: think, I think we should do a Batman reaction. We'll do a do Batman reaction.
1: We've got to do something for St. Patrick's Day.
0: Yeah, I guess we should. Something for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll we be will. Back. Fear not. Fear not. If you go a week or two without us being around, just let, we want you to know we're safe. We're fine. We're you not don't dead. Have to send, don't call 911. No. You know, we're they had so many calls. What happened? What's happened to Adam and Ron? They're fine. Yeah. They're just taking some time. You know, that's just how they do. Just They're slowing it down. It again. Look, sometimes they loop the outro three times. Okay, that's sometimes. just what they do. It's nothing to be alarmed about. They still love you. We do. But I, I've been one of your hosts for this episode, Ron I've been your other host, Ron Atis. We love you so much. Yeah. Have a nice day.